Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of The Podding Shed. It is something that will be talked about for years to come in hushed, reverential tones. Experts will argue as to its importance in the, great ex- in the greater scheme of things, a conundrum that will perplex academics with a sheer number of unanswered questions. Were there food references, perhaps even an old-school nod to railways? Was I wearing a magic hat? Did Tony proclaim something to be a load of old bollocks? Did Mark's crystal ball get a rub? And did Don- Donald b- blow the dust off his mighty Wurlitzer and give us all a tune? Sadly, we will never know. The great lost episode 64 of The Podding Shed, Sleeping Plantagenets, disappeared down the back of the digital sofa for all eternity last week, never to be heard of again. It was much like other podding sheds, really, in, tr- in truth. There were puns, double entendres, colourful language, jokes about dead monarchs, and the occasional reference to games of association football. Sadly, our listener, who we recently identified as Steve Byrne, a tube driver from Essex, evening Steve, will never hear it. He may well consider himself fortunate. But one thing is certain, we did mention the fact that we've won the league again. Yes, late to the party we may be, but Chelsea are still Premiership champions. A league and a League Cup double in Jose's first season, and QPR relegated. That will do nicely. Joining me, Deck Kaiser or Johnny, as I'm otherwise known, to ponder the last eternity, frankly, since we've, we've been on, um, and our fourth Premiership title in the last decade and everything else in between, are Dr. Blue Bayou, who is Donal. Good evening. Uh, Grocer Jack, who is Tony. Good evening. And so contrary, who is Mark? Hello. His ears are working. We'll tell you all about it later. <laughs> we will kick off with West Brom. Um, an evening of rich comedy, I felt. Um, it's it's one of those games. We were on the beach, um, as we were, frankly, for the Liverpool game. Um, excellent away support. Um, we should note a, a, a superb performance from uh, Saido Berahino. Um, the the main talking point, we, we may as well get on to the, the point of comedy gold about it, um, the Fabregas sending off. Um, at, at first I saw it and thought, you twonk, what are you doing? And then watched it again and thought, actually, that's really quite funny. Um, it, it, it just struck me as, as the act of a, a guy, it looked like a, something you do on a training ground when you're bored, um, you know, <laughs> try to take out one of your teammates or uh, well, the coaches or whatever. It just struck me as a man who, who'd been concentrating for the last nine months and you know was kind of letting off a bit of steam um i I thought the referee kind of lost control of that a little bit it was it it was all started by costa and um well the west brom center halves having a bit of a a bit of a ham yeah a bit of a a bit of a bit of a set to the odd bit of handbags but um and it kind of escalated from there and um just badly handled by the ref i thought um Tony, kick us off with your, your thoughts on, on the, the fun and games and the game itself. It's the most enjoyable 3 0 defeat I've ever seen Chelsea involved in. Um, <laughs> this I is thought, true. I thought the, the commentary team were a bit rubbish, really, because they kept saying about how badly we were playing. And in fact, I thought we played okay with plenty of possession and everything. Costa looked a bit rusty, but, um, you know, Remy scores that goal at 2 0 or whatever it was, and instead of it in the post, and things might have been slightly different. Um, mm. But I can't fault any of the players. The work rate was pretty good, and um, whatever. The Fabregas incident was, was utterly hilarious, and. Uh, 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 you know, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. Um, the two things it raised with me: number one, there's no way in, in on God's earth um, that that's a, a red card. Um, certainly not violent conduct. Um, it may be well, unsporting conduct, but not a red card. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it, unsporting it, at best. I think it, 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 it does raise the question as to what if it bounced off a Chelsea player's head? What have you done then? Well, there's, there's kind of... I thought about this earlier, Rob, and there's, there's kind of... There's, there's three outcomes, technically. If it hits the ref, then you've pretty much got to go. There's there's no yeah. real argument there. It hits a West Brom player, and it's, yeah, it's unsporting conduct at best, and probably a booking. If it hits a Chelsea player, well, no one thinks anything of it, really. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a... I guess that was my point. I think, you know, ultimately... Um, Fabregas being as skillful as is, there's no way he can claim it was an accident, really. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he sort of launched a good crossing. There was other questions being raised as to whether or not Eden Hazard gets an assist for it, because uh, he threw in the ball. Um, it, has, it has to be said, <laughs> Fabregas' accuracy was, was unerring. It was there are plenty of, plenty of Chelsea players from our past that yeah. that would, would clearly have just been an accident. You, you would never have been that accurate. Yeah, I think just on that incident alone, what the point I was... Really, I guess I'm trying to make is that Ashley Barnes gets absolutely nothing for a leg-breaking challenge on the man who gets sent off for his reaction to such a challenge. 
Fabregas gets a red card for kicking a ball into a crowd of players and something that happens three or four times every training session. Even Carragher and Neville said that afterwards. And Darren Fletcher doesn't get anything for running over and basically pushing Fabregas away. He did, um, he did get booked. He did, I thought he got booked later on. I thought, um, it was oh, maybe McCauley. he did. Yeah, I thought McCauley was the one who got booked um, mm. out of the instant Costa. But irrespective of that, it's still, it's, it just shows a massive inconsistency. So this is my start of a campaign, right, to get Mike Riley sacked as the head of the referees. Because he cannot, in under any circumstances, not just for our games, he cannot possibly claim he has advanced the standard of refereeing in this country under his watch. <laughs> It's yeah. an absolute disgrace. And it's worse. It's got worse every year. But under his tenure, it's, it's, it's visibly worse. It's not just us that are complaining. So that's, that's my point. Other than that, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was a great laugh. And if you're going to get beach. beaten... Yeah, if you're going to get beaten, have a spank. You, I mean, you may as well get talked, I suppose. Joe says post-match comment, uh, uh, comments about um, who are you going to blame. We blame Man United, Arsenal, Manchester <laughs> City, because they let us win the league too early. Was that, that was wonderful. Genius, that was, you know, so, yes. Um, yeah, I, t- I mean, we'll, we'll dwell briefly on on the whole referee thing. I, d- I mean, it's ob- it's it's obviously every football fan's favourite pastime to have have a moan about the ref and how bad he bad he's been and so on and so forth. Um, but it, it really does seem to there's there's been a lot of incidents this season where just things maybe haven't been applied accurately or evenly. I, it, I don't know. You know, is it getting worse? I don't know, but it it does seem to have been particularly poor this season. Um, Mark, offer your four penneth on the on the game and perhaps um, the standard of refereeing this season. Well, do we have authority to be talking about this game? Because I thought all discussion at the moment was meant to be about Stephen Gerrard, <laughs> not about anybody else. Um, so I, 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 um, to be honest, sorry, I'm Ma- sorry, Mark, you're you're way way off the mark. With Stevie G has been left behind. It's all about Sterling now. you're not staying. You're not staying up with the Liverpool obsessed media. They've had their. They've cried. They've blown their noses, and now they're just slinging mud at Sterling because he says he wants to leave Liverpool. It's a fast-moving world we live in now, Mark, and you've really you got to stay <laughs> up with it. I feel over the weekend, I didn't quite get, have my fill of Stephen Gerrard discussion and anecdotes. It was a little... I, oh. The thing that I wanted to know, when he brought his daughters out on the pitch, why were they dressed as Adam, members of Adam and the Ants? Very strange. Look at the outfits. Adam and the Ants tribute band. Very, very odd indeed. Anyway. I didn't go last night. I, I've got tickets for West Brom. Mm. Um, but I've been to most away games, and I just couldn't muster the energy to drive back. Going was fine. It was coming back after 10 o'clock down the M6, M1. So I've still got two pristine tickets, if anybody would like them. They are collector's pieces, because most tickets have the stubs torn off. Mm. So I'm willing to let them go at face value, <laughs> though they are, you know, worth collecting. I see. Have you, have you... Anybody wants to tweet me, they're, they're, they can have them. Mm, so, so underscore at so underscore contrary. Should you want Mark's unused West Brom tickets, face value? Well, I might just change the year and I sell them next season. <laughs> West Brom have managed to stay up. Actually, I was, I, say I was quite intrigued by Jose's comment at the end of the game about motivation. And once you've won the league, it's very difficult to get motivated. And it's true. I mean, if you um, run a race, a marathon, and you cross the finishing line and break the tape. If you were then told you've got to run another three miles because the other blokes are three miles behind and they need to use you as some sort of incentive to keep going, you just couldn't do it, could you? No, you'd struggle. So I think the team, when you win the league or when you're relegated, you should stop. Mm. And that the fans, season ticket holders and members of the club that's won the league should be able to vote on the scores for any subsequent games that don't get played. So we could do, we could have we could decide the fate of Hull, Sunderland, and Newcastle. This week. <laughs> that would be a good game, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it um, it's an intriguing thought. I would um, I would I'd like to know what the, the football authorities think of it. Can I um, can I just point out the immense uh, value? I, I, I'm keeping an eye here on eBay where I've, I've put Mark's offer up, and and the bids are flooding in. <laughs> what you may not realise. Uh, Mark, is that there is an enormous value in those tickets because they um, represent the first time in recent memory 
that a uh, Chelsea manager has been defeated at West Brom and still been in a job the following day. <laughs> yeah, the West Brom protocol. Yes. 3-0 down. You I mean, I, I say, I'm saying this with some degree of confidence, but who the hell knows? By the time we come to play Sunderland, he might be off down the road. I don't know. It's difficult to tell, but that, that would increase their value massively if they're the first time Chelsea manager has lost at West Brom and kept his job. I should mark them up accordingly. Yes, indeed. Um, we should note, just as a, a useless piece of information, that all four managers to have beaten Chelsea this season have surnames beginning with P. Indeed, yes. that's true, yes. Mm. Which I suspect has probably pissed Manuel Pellegrini off even more. <laughs> um, <laughs> j- just run through them then. Uh, Alan Pardew. Yeah. <clears throat> Chio Pochettino. Phil Parkinson. And Tony Pulis. Mm. There you go. Useful fact, huh? Very useful. We're going to get worried next season when we... Well, we won't be playing Pellegrini next season. No, no we'll be playing... Probably playing Pardew and Pulis, but, um, you know... And Pochettino. And Pochettino, yeah, that's true. Oh, well. Not, possibly not so, Parkinson, unless we get them in the cup again. Mm, which we hope not. Um, and there's another useless fact. Um, if JT plays the full 90 minutes in... Um, in the game against Sunderland on Sunday, he will become only the second outfield player to play every single minute of a Premier League season for the champions. The other being, Who's Gary, other being Gary, Gary Pallister, ninety-two, ninety-three, mm. mm. which also begins with. And let's face it, he was. Let's face it, he was damn lucky to finish the game last night. Because the <laughs> yeah, penalty he gave away was. Yeah. A, was a, I was. I mean, that, go undoubtedly, that. your man went in at half time, and everyone showed him. The pictures said, you can't send him off for that. <laughs> and so he's come out and seen JT do that and thought, oh, I better let him, I'll, I'll let him have that one. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> he must have done, because there's no other reason. Even though I'm a Chelsea fan, I thought it was weak refereeing. Mm. He just didn't have the balls to send John Terry off because he'd already sent someone off. Yeah. And you can't make, you have to make each decision in isolation. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Which I'm, we, I'm not entirely sure we all know that referees thing. generally don't do that. Yeah. It, 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 would have, it would have turned it into a, a proper farce instead yeah. of a semi-farce. <laughs> <laughs> he, might, he might have given him the benefit of the doubt because Cahill was 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 feet away, wasn't he, from potentially coming in and, and blocking something? But uh, uh, mm. you know, it, stretching it, it would have been. Think, and, and, and he denied he denied a clear score goal scoring opportunity. I think since mm. I was about three yards from the goal line. Yes, yes. I think um, rather rather fortunate. Does that, does, that, does that actually does that depend on the player? Because if I've been Fernando Torres or Quadrado, then I would say that's you're absolutely not denying you're not denying anything really, apart from a, perhaps a wild swing and an air shot. You're, you're, de- you're denying you're denying the crowd. Oh, hilarity! Uh, yes, more hilarity and, and pain. Frankly, I think the the only positive we can take from this is that. The referees abandoned their stupidity for just enough games to allow us to get over the line before, you know, coming before back and regression before, to the main. Before <laughs> going back to their utterly, utterly ridiculous carry on. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's interestingly just uh, on while well, we're still on the subject of discipline. Um, in that game, we were still out fouled twelve eleven by West Brom. Were we? You know, he let them carry on like with their niggling fouling all the way through the second half without really wielding enough cards. Well, we had to, we had the, the absolute lion's share of the possession in the second half. I don't wish to sound like an Arsenal fan, and we'll, we'll slag Arsenal off later, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were rather on top um, in terms of possession and, uh, and such like. Um, and, and I know our listener, our listener is sitting there thinking, ah, oh, we're on to fouls. <laughs> yeah, the, the question, it's there, isn't it? It's in, it's in the ether. It's, it's, it's on the tip of your tongue. Yes, they bloody did out foul Swansea. <laughs> <laughs> of course they did. They've, they've, to the bitter end, they're going to keep kicking lumps out of everyone they play. So. Oh, dear. Um, and can I just say, I, I'm, mm. I'm probably the only Chelsea fan, and therefore for many people, in many people's books, probably not a Chelsea fan, who... I obviously didn't have to listen to all the nonsense surrounding the Stevie G retirement game, etc. Mm. But who didn't feel sort of a little twinge that, you know, it's a tough old day when it comes round, I would think, when you've been at the top as long as he has and as good as he is. You know, that sort of hanging up the boots business. I know he's going to the States, but you know what I mean? He's hanging up the boots, isn't he? Yeah. Um, um, you know, it's, I don't doubt, yeah. Um, it's, it's a career that maybe off promised, you know, should have 
should have delivered more, we think. Yeah. I mean, I never found him. I never found him an unlikable character. I, you know, obviously, I've never met him in a bar when I've asked him to turn <laughs> music down or something like that. <laughs> You've never requested but, you know, Phil in, Collins, have you? Yeah, in, in general, I never found him. Uh, I never found him unlikable in the way that some players come across. I, I, I don't am, know. I just, you know, it, oh, we are. We're digressing. I, I want to get yeah. back onto. To West I'll tell you who is upset that um, he's retiring. Mm. Doris Day. Because she gets royalties every time they sing Kesara Sara. It's a good mileage, that song, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a she never dreamt it at the time. It would still be sung today. It's a football classic. Um, yeah, sorry, let's go. No, we, should, we, we, should, we, we should ponder the performance of young Ruben Loftus-Cheek um, after, um, after his appearance against Liverpool. Um, I think he's, he's looking rather comfortable, per se. He's not, not really doing anything wrong. He's... It's 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 keeping it simple. I think he's he's been told to sort of just just keep it tight and don't try anything over clever. Play your game and um, and see how you get on. And I think he's I think he's doing a reasonably decent job. Thoughts? I agree. I'd like to reserve judgment. I wax lyrical about Josh McCrecken in his first <laughs> few games. This is and, of course um, true. I mean, he he looked very very comfortable. Mm. But he, all he was doing was um, getting the ball and passing it on. And at that, he looked terrific. I mean, he, his physique looks fantastic. He sort of glides across the pitch. Superficially, he looks very good. The acid test is when it's a big game. And Ooh. it's not a question of doing nothing wrong. It's actually doing something right that wins you the game. That is the mark of a top player. And when you're at Chelsea's level, that's what you need to do. Mm, and true. he may well be capable of doing it. At the moment, he's sort of playing within himself because he doesn't want to make a mistake and look stupid. But the acid test comes when... And doesn't, and doesn't need to, to do any, anything more than that, given where we are at the moment. Yeah. But at some point, they have to allow him... I mean, it's, you, I've, I've seen people say, well, he's nothing on Matic. I mean, we're, we're not comparing like with like. Matic is older now, has, been, has played in a top league in Europe, in, in, in Portugal, for a couple of seasons... And, uh, you know, Matic didn't do anything spectacular when he had his couple of games for Chelsea, but equally didn't, um, didn't look out of place, if you mm. can cast your mind back then. It was so, always a strange one as to, as to why we let him go, because we were short that season, mm. and, and he actually looked reasonably tidy and decent, and I, I was just surprised um, at that. But, I mean, it's, it's all water under the bridge, and he's back, but, and we, we all good. A, but we've got a bit of a track record, haven't we, for letting tidy mm. players go that, that that weren't spectacular and and um and not giving them that 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 run at it and then sort of going out and buying again but the maybe the ffp's had something to do with it but of course now if that's going to be uh, relaxed as as platini has alluded to yesterday um mm. it opens us up and we become a sort of like buying club again i don't know but i i, I thought he's, he's done okay couldn't ask him to done much more in the two mm. games um i was and i was quite impressed by ake when he came on i thought mm. he looked very good and yeah. um uh, there was a couple of points in Luke, uh, with Loftus Cheek in the second half. He actually nutmegged somebody as well. He actually did a rather nice turn and nutmeg and made some. Like so they've, they've surely got to have they've surely got to have ten, fifteen games, you know, a, a run in a team before we can really tell whether they. Oh, gonna, of course, yeah, you know, no, we're not. And as Mark alluded to, are they going to get that amount of time um, and that amount of you know? Opportunity to to prove themselves and to bed in, you know, and go yes, from that sort of I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a mistake, and that then precludes you from also taking that risk or, or stepping out to, to well, do something. Fabregas is um, well, technically Fabregas might be out for the game at the beginning of next season. There's there's a brief chance to stake um, to mm. stake a claim. And um, listen, like, you know, we've we've. Obviously I mean, at six foot three and whatever he is, he's physically big enough to yeah. To cope. I think that's the that's one of the, the things in his favour. Having seen some of the the youngsters, they they all sort of look like they could be blown away with a, a sturdy gust. But Loftus Cheek is is at least a unit. Um, I, we've we've pondered this on many many occasions, obviously um, as to the youth and uh, and whether they will come through. Um, there seems to be sort of a a more heightened sense of excitement and expectation about this um, this current, or s- certainly one or two members of this current crop. Um, whether that is um, misplaced or not, I, 
as you say, only time will tell. Um, Although they certainly seem to be pretty outstanding, don't they? Well, uh, you know, uh, it's it's the whole business of, you know, winning youth cups and all the rest of it, which is, it's fantastic to see. And the the, the AFA Youth Cup, or whatever it it is termed, um, that that we've won as well. Um, So, yeah, you know, in terms of of youth level football, we are, we're dominating, you know, there's there's no question about that. Um, And that just increases the expectation, are we going to, Actually, see, you know, see some end product to this. Are we going to see you know, a first team come through? Again, I mean, you hope it indicates a certain level of technical skill, which perhaps has been missing in years gone by, and also that sort of footballing intelligence, you know, the ability mm. you can compete at that level, you know, at youth level, compete with the very best, then surely some of those players have sufficient of the tools to, to, go, to go on, whether they get the opportunity or whether other things sideline them I don't know but you've got, you've got to feel that they've got what it takes if they're competing at the level they are at the moment mm. that's my view anyway it is so physically one. and technically I, I'm sure they have I think mm. it's all down to mental attitude really and yeah. desire to be a winner mm. yeah. and, and, and ultimately how you handle the pressure of, of the big occasion mm. yeah I think there's yeah no I, I think yeah ninety percent of it is um, is up in the head really um, if you've got the ability then um, all well and good but it's it's how you handle the um, the pressure and all that. <coughs> just me. a side just a side note. Tony mentioned FFP. Mm. I, I read something interesting today. Um, I, I, I don't know. I haven't read Platini's announcement. Although I I have noted that apparently his son is a is a lawyer on the staff of PSG. But it is PSG who have basically, as I understand it, hold, hold the whole thing below the waterline. Oh, right. really? Yeah. And, uh, the I'd, I'd, I'd it's to do with all the... It's being sponsored by the Qataris. What the Qataris have done, it would appear, is there's lots and lots of different Qatari sponsors and so on and so forth, and they're all different companies, but obviously all owned in the end by members of the Qatari royal family. Mm. And they have all ploughed enormous amounts of money into PSG, which in some ways isn't against the rules because of the way it's been done in sponsorship and so on. But something like 60 or 70% of of PSG's uh, income there's a good article, and I'll have to dig it out and yeah, cause it was, retweet it. Someone tweeted it earlier it today. Sad. It was never going to work. There were so many loopholes. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. just I, you know the whole business of actually you know constraining businesses from doing business. You know, that, that was if, you, if, that, if you accepted that football was a business a hell of a long time ago to start fiddling around the edges and saying, well, you can only do that and you can only do this. But the key thing is, is that, is that a lot of the big clubs, say uh, our own, Abramovich, you know, has gener- in, in many ways uh, abided by the basic principles of it. Well, he was one of the driving, the driving forces behind it originally. Yeah, what, what he hasn't it? done is, is, is brought in lots and lots and lots of other companies pumping sponsorship in, you know, companies that he possibly owns. Um, which is, you know... <laughs> the way forward, it would seem. Which is what, yeah. what has happened with PSG. Mm. Sorry, Tony, you were... You were oh, you no, were, what I was going to say was that there was a good conversation on um, on the radio this morning about it, and it was a p- the point about um, there are ten legal points that uh, UEFA pretty much know they're not going to win. Um, mm. bec- and they are, t- they are business law. They are, you know, pucker business law or whatever. And um, the, it's sort of been a, a, a slow realisation that on these ten points of law... UEFA cannot win with this financial fair play. So rather than go through all the huge costs and everything, because they're being challenged on this mm. or whatever, um, the easiest thing for them to do. It's interesting, actually, that Donald was just pointing out that um, Platini's son-in-law or whatever is a lawyer at PSG because it is, it is points of law that they've basically been told they, they, they're not going to win in the European court, um, irrespective of whether they think sport is a different thing or not. So... Uh, this, this is the easiest way of coming. Also, the point I think one of the points was is that it prevents uh, Mark, um, someone like Mark, say, you know, becoming a multi-billionaire more than he probably already is, buying a club <laughs> and saying, um, "I want to take this club to the very top, uh, and I'm happy to finance it because it's my money." Um, it mm. actually prevents all of that. So, it, it effectively, I think Mark, Mark was alluding to it earlier, kind of feeds the rich, and you know. 
sort of buggers the poor, really. So, well, yeah, I, t- I mean, I, it's, as, you know, as life we are. does anyway, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> as does happen on occasion. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think. Listen, as, as Chelsea fans, we, we should be the last people to, to deny anyone the lottery win. You know, absolutely, we got incredibly lucky, yeah. and we've been, you know, we've been extremely fortunate as to you know the football we've seen and the, the pots we've won over the last ten years. But you know, it was ultimately down to a man with an awful lot of money coming in and going. Yeah, I'll have some of that. Yeah. But what about what about the smaller teams? You know, I think there's a couple in Spain. There's been a couple in maybe Eastern Europe. You know, smaller teams who UEFA have kicked the bits out of over, you know, supposedly FFP. They've had a go at City, haven't they? Yes. You know, and ultimately, as soon as they they come up against the really big one, who've got, you know, basically billions that they can throw at the problem, they've backed backed away. So if you're you're sort of someone in Serbia or something who's, you know, some local millionaire has pumped a load of money in, They've already started. You know that was, that was always on the that was always on the cards, wasn't it? That but isn't, isn't it typical to go after the yes, smaller clubs? Of course, it is. But some, you know, oh, and yeah, then, no, it's, on, a, on a point of principle, if you've got somebody who's willing to stand up and has got the financial might, and possibly has the bulk or the the, the majority of the law on their side, um, that's probably what it was going to take. You know, I I, have, I'm, I detest footballing authorities and sporting authorities in general, anyway, because I think they are. They've, they've acted beyond the law. They're acting pretty much most of the time like fucking dictators and and making all sorts of ridiculous, you know, rules and stupid things. And and, and UEFA and FIFA are amongst but the worst and most they corrupt. Are, but I mean, like, I yeah. think. Sorry, to but I think yeah. you know any 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 sporting governing body. It's always a bit of a benevolent dictatorship. It's kind of you you have to play by these rules. We, well, we set this up in this way. I guess the point is is that, that someone is now saying we don't have to play by your rules. And the very threat of now the big clubs, and I know we've digressed a bit. And, and, and it happens to be the, the very clubs. people who've, yes. who've hijacked a World Cup into Christmas. Yes, but who, those, who are, those very people this. could be the ones that are quite easy to turn around to all of the biggest clubs in Europe and say, do you know what, fuck you, AFA, we're going to go and do our own thing. What are you going to do then, you AFA? They're going to be able to do nothing, really, ultimately. Well, there's, there's, there's your question, isn't it, in yes, terms exactly. of, you know, how... Whether there is eventually some sort of breakaway, but it's it will be it will be very interesting to see. Ultimately, you know, in any business, a smart lawyer will generally find a way, yes. and that would appear to be what PSG have done. Um, how UEFA deal with it, react? But I, I don't think from there. I don't know, but John, there wasn't one smart lawyer who happened to be at PSG who's worked all this out. Everyone's known for a long time that you could do this. It's just that other people didn't either one have the resources or two the the will to go and do it. You know they they've just come up against you're basically up against the sovereign wealth of a nation. Well, yeah, yeah? exactly. But you're I not mean, taking on an individual anymore. I'm sure well, you're taking on almost a, a, a state entity. Yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure city probably had the resources there if they really wanted to. I can't see them being sure of a few bob or two if they really wanted to challenge it. I mean, listen, we can only speculate. But it's almost, it's almost coming from the same it. region as, as the people who are backing PSG. So why didn't they do it then? It's, it's an interesting question. I, I'd be interested to know why. Why they, they didn't do it over City, but they did over PSG. It's, it's, can, can I just clarify one point? Mm. Um, Tony suggested that I'm a multi-billionaire. I'm looking to buy a football club. If a listener can be... Reassured, I'm not a multi-billionaire. I really need to sell these two West Brom tickets <laughs> to £5 just to make ends meet for the weekend. I'd be most grateful. Yeah. Just, uh, just to buy, buy himself a pint before the Sunday. Appe- appearances, uh, be, appearances can be... Appearances can hang be on, Mark. Hang on, Mark. Hang on, it's just come up and said, oh, Jose Mourinho's been sacked. Oh, they're not worth... They're not worth <laughs> five bob anymore. <laughs> Their value's just gone through the floor. Oh, dear. Um, we should... Um, we should really consider the um, the games from our um, when we actually won the title. Um, we've obviously talked about this al- already, but none of you heard it. Um, then, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool losing was... the recording. Tony is the equivalent of Gerard slipping and passing the ball to Denver Bar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, for, for two of us to do it, I think is you know, uh, um, yes, it is. You know, uh, it, I, 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 on the night, on the careless, night, in I my defence, on the night. Um, you know, what I did was the equivalent of actually getting injured after about 30 seconds on the pitch and then coming off and saying you're going to have to get someone else to do this. 
You did. You, you basically tripped over an advertising hoarding, didn't I did. you? <laughs> Whereas what, what I did was then carried on and then kicked the ball straight at the referee's head and got sent off. <laughs> <laughs> and that killed the whole thing off. I was, I was far too casual and I hadn't, and hadn't picked up the change in software, which could put in my end. As, as, as I noted, frankly, at that point, I was, I was happy to record the whole lot on a C60 and send it out by carrier pigeon. <laughs> yes. Possibly, possibly a bit easier. Yeah. Um, but yes, we did, we did during our, um, our absence and, um, before the recording of the, the ghost podding shed, we did actually win the league. Um, Liverpool, we, we've done Liverpool, and we, we could probably talk about, you know, Stevie G not celebrating and then giving us all a bit of bit of grief at the press conference, which you know I think we agreed at the time was relatively amusing. Um, Crystal Palace was was how we crossed the line. Um, Eden Hazard's first, I think, his first missed penalty attempt in what, nine or ten attempts was it? Um, the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but um, one, but not in the Premier League. Ah, right. Uh, but but headed home nicely. Um, and all in all, a very, very splendid day out. Um, there was much drinking, much more drinking, and, and even more drinking after that, um, as I recall. Um, I found myself at a pub in Putney with a replica premiership trophy and a lot of celery on my head. So <laughs> somewhere during the evening. Um, pictorial evidence is available. Um, it was it was a jolly good day out. Um, listen, it just kind of opened, opened the floor. Our title win, general thoughts on the games that led up to it. Tone, off you go. Um, the United game was the critical one. Mm. I think that was, you know, when, when people were talking about whether, you know, there was the press, and I think everybody in the sky was hoping, you know, so that they could build up their running, um, were hoping that we'd slip up against United, because it was a resurgent United then, wasn't it, of course? You know, they were, they were, you know, they, they, mm. Van Hal was going around saying, do you know what, if we'd done this from the beginning of the season, we'd be champions. No shit, Sherlock. Really? What, winning games? Well done you on discovering that secret, Louis. <laughs> from um, from vague memory, the, the, what what sort of slight, I mean, you know, I think we, we, did, a, we did a grand job, but... Um, Sorted ourselves, yes. you know, wait for the mistake and it will come. Yeah. Um, but they, they were slightly scuffered by injuries, weren't they? Because they, they were without, I think they, they were missing Carrick, Jones, Blind, and maybe one or two yeah. others. So it was all a bit... But, but you know, hey, listen, we, we did the job. Did all the good. Job. And I think then the, the Leicester game afterwards was, was you know, we had, we had Leicester-Arsenal. And, and the, you know, the fact that we went those games without a defeat... Um, was was very good and, and a, a, a pretty spiffing second half display against Leicester. Um, the yes, so I think that that's got forgotten, hasn't it? Everyone yeah, says I sort of bored our way through the last few games, but actually that second half against Leicester, that, that was played some football. Yeah, it was played to, and, and against a team, yes, it was Leicester and they were down the bottom, but they on form, you know, they they, they really. They could equally, Nigel Pearson could equally say, if we played like this all season, we'd have won the title. Because <laughs> <that's, laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, they were in that sort of form, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. So, that's you know. um, actually the tone we, we should. Um, we, I think we did confess to it on the uh, on on the ghost shed. Um, but uh, where? Well, yes. Yeah. Our, 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 our football, our football management and punditry skills <laughs> took something of a pounding about Drogba. Yeah, yeah. Get the bugger out! Oh, we scored. And it was, but I, I, I enjoyed all of those games, I think. And um, but the Palace game, that was the one I was probably possibly the most nervous about. I think I'd met you two in the pub, uh, you and Mark in the pub before the mm. United game and, and was sitting there sort of asking the, the question, am I the only one who's worried about today? And it was, oh yeah, yeah, of course you are. But Palace, I got a similar reaction because it, it, I guess because there was so much riding on it. And I seem to recall in the, the first year we won the Premiership under Jose, we, we won it with, with games to spare. And then we sort of had a last game struggle against Charlton. I think McAuley missed penalty and got a the re and and you know but the Palace game and, and I, I did this last week on the, in, you know in our Phantom episode um, and that was to praise Palace because they came and played they came and played a, a proper game of football they didn't come to park the bus they didn't come to try and um, you know eke out a draw they did give us a bit of you know a bit of a game mm. and certainly the last 10 minutes where we did um, our sort of regression to the mean bit and sat back and, and defended it for 10 minutes um, but it was it was a fantastic day and it is it's been too long that's one of the things I mean there's everyone's caveat in what we've done with the disappointment of the Champions League fuck that there's no disappointment for me 
the fact is, more than anything else this season, as the as the season went on, I wanted that Premiership. I wanted local. Yeah, it was all about the league, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. And I think you know, um, I don't want to. T- I don't want to be uh, one of these teams who says it's all about the Champions League. You know, I don't want to be a Barca or a, or a Madrid or, or or even a Bayern as it's beginning to look. You know, where the obsession is with um, European glory as opposed to you know uh, a, a good old bun fight with all your your your, your, your local sort of teams and and with all the teams in your league. So, you know, for me, that was a great one. And I wasn't surprised at the Liverpool draw, and I wasn't surprised particularly... <laughs> I, was, I wouldn't have been surprised at 1-0 last night, but 3-0 was a little bit, you know... Um, but there you go, shit happens sometimes, and... Um, well, yeah. You know, and, and there's no <clears> doubt <throat> that there was, a, there was, you know, there were deck chairs in the dressing room and, uh, and the like, you know, wind breaks, ice cream van outside... All that sort of stuff, you know. So, as far as I'm concerned, you know, job's done. Uh, I think, if, if, and I'm, uh, I'm sticking my neck out here a little bit, but I think we'll spank Sunderland on Sunday. I think it'll be a party time, and I think the players will be, probably be a bit pissed off about last night. And Sunderland mm. will be sacrificial lambs, convinced of it. Can I just point out that as, uh, as, you're, as you're waxing scatological <laughs> about the Champions League, yeah, we're almost... Well, <laughs> we're moving. We're moving almost. Well, I've got to add for the hour in and the hour behind and the hour ahead and all that. But we're almost getting towards the time oh, where uh, yes. drugs slotted it away yes. on this very day. Indeed, the nineteenth day. Yes, I, I saw. And and while you're talking about drugs, also did the same. Did the job at the New Wembley yes. in two thousand and seven on this very day. Oh, really? The 19th of May, oh, yes. The 19th of May, St. Drogba's Day. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it had been... St. As I found in an old medieval manuscript <laughs> I was reading the other day. Yeah. I thought it was St. Munich's Day, but uh, yeah, mm. I think it's... Um, it was yeah. also Joey Ramone's birthday. Oh, right, okay. Just apropos of completely yeah, nothing. Yeah, it just popped well, up on my Twitter feed, so I thought I'd mention it. Again, we could spend a long time now, seeing as there's been about 479 billion people born on this day over the last <laughs> all of humanity. We could start to... Few as cool as Jerry Ramone, Jerry Ramone though. No, no we've, said. we've always said we had a Rethian remit here. You know, no, absolutely. Form, educate, and you know, if a last gasp, trying to entertain. Vaguely endeavour to entertain. But, yeah. I'm sorry, by wreathian, I thought you meant laying wreaths at the memorial of people. Because of course, Anne Boleyn, Anne Boleyn shuffled off the old mortal today. Did she really? Did yeah. Good lord. Mm. My word. Yes, well, she, she did. was a bit of a munter by all accounts. Anyway, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw a bit of cultural history in there for you. <laughs> Thank you for that, Henry VIII. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and that's hardly Wolf Hall, is it, really? <laughs> no, quite, quite. Um, Mark, sir, she'd be a manta. Mark, your, 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 your take on our, our, um, our fourth premiership title in, 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 a, in the Roman era. Wax lyrical, Mark. Yes, wax I'll lyrical. Best, if you well, will. obviously outstanding. Fantastic to win the league. Uh, I mean, we're, we're now knocking up the numbers, chasing Manchester United and Liverpool with a rapid rate. Actually, if you look at... Um, if, you, if you graphically plot most things in life, they tend to go up and down. Like, if you look at a share price, for example, and it goes from £10 to £100, it doesn't go in a straight line. It sort of goes up, and then it falls back down again, then it goes up, and it's sort of a, it's a bit of a roller coaster ride. But if you graph Chelsea's season, it's been a flat liner. It's sort of mm. in position one all the way across to match 38, position one. And yeah. like, you would have to say that that is perfect management. That in most things, there are ups and downs on the way. Yes. But we have been steady and consistent. And that's probably why people have claimed us to be boring. Mm. That it's just been perfectly well managed. Well, the challenge just hasn't, hasn't been there, has it? For, for my money, and I, I think that's perhaps why people are suggesting there's an element of boredom about it, is for, for all the talk of, of us struggling over the line and getting there. I mean, you know, minimum, I think we could be five points clear. It, it could be a lot more. Um, on New Year's Day, when that thing that happened that we won't ever talk about again, we were, I think we were level on points with City. On every case, so, goal difference a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, and we've we've hardly struggled since then. Um, so yeah, I, I think um, you know this 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 talk of boredom is um, is all well and good, but um, it's it's a 
load of shite, basically. Yeah, but, I mean, to put it into perspective, where, where we've been good, I think, is um, Leicester won, is it five out of six or six out of seven of their last games? And the only team they've lost to is us yes. at their place. Yeah. Mm. So, clearly, at the moment, Leicester, Leicester, if you look at the league table for the last six games, Leicester are top. Mm. They are the informed team and capable of beating most other teams. And yet, when we needed to get a result, we managed to dig it out. Yeah. Crystal Palace have gone up to Liverpool and delighted most people and pissed all over their parade and beat <laughs> them 3-1. <laughs> but when we had to do it, we beat them. You know, scrappily maybe, but we got past over the line one nil, and I think that sums Chelsea up. When they need to do it, they can do it. That was what Jose said last night, wasn't it? He basically was it? said that. It, well, he said. I thought I was being inventive and creative. No, you are. You are, Mark. <laughs> and I'm not trying to denigrate you. He, he kind of he, he kind of inverted it and said, actually, you know, you've been working at something all season, and then all of a sudden you get a chance to breathe, which is what we've got, and then in come the results like last night. In other words, you know, we didn't have to do anything last night. There was a bit of pride, maybe, that's been dented, but there was really nothing else to it. And then on the boring side of it, we're boring in the same way that Michael Schumacher was boring when he was winning the Formula One championship, or Roger Federer was winning tennis major after tennis major, or Tiger. That's they're, they're boring, aren't they? Clinical. Yeah. Clinical. You know, we're boring. boring. We're boring in the same way as you know the excitement that gets generated about the boat race. You know, and basically, City City got alongside us at the, at the Harrods Depository. <laughs> we, up, we up the stroke rate and, you know, finished like 10 lengths ahead of them. Mm. Now, you know, that happens nearly every year in the boat race. There's, there's hardly ever been a close boat race, has there? And yet, year in, year out, everyone gets excited. The yeah. BBC wax lyrical about it. Thousands of people lined the Thames to watch... Two boatloads of people. Yeah. One of them goes by now. One of them goes by about half a minute later. And that's it. And it's the same every year. <laughs> same bloody teams qualify as well. Really yes. The boring thing yeah. is, is just nonsense. We, we played some very good football at the start of the season. Mm. And, you know, it's obviously lost to the annals of history. And I won't redo my Arsenal rant but you know they <laughs> they are the they are the people who point the finger the most and without rehashing it you just have to mention the name George Graham and you know he was good enough for you then you know he Quite. played the most tedious football the world has ever seen yeah. he was a good player though well he was a stroller he played for us didn't he, it's, and, um, he, and, he did, and he did come to my wedding did he yeah. Do you really? Or it might be my engagement party. I can't remember now. Mm. Do tell. How did well, you? Well, I think, I think my wife's father, my father-in-law, did George Graham's hair. My father-in-law was a hairdresser. Uh, okay. Right, hang on, Mark. You Before this podcast started, for, for the benefit of our listener, you regaled us with tales of going to a Turkish barber. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about my personal um, well, how, how come- experiences. How come you use, don't you use the services of your father-in-law for your... I'm um, sad to say, he's no with us, so um, oh, I see. he's not able to cut my hair. <laughs> I now understand. But he, no, was able, he was able to cut all the Chelsea boys' hair back in the late 60s. Oh, I see. I see. Right. So I've got a picture of me with George Graham somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, excellent. But he That's was a good player. He was yeah. a good player. And actually, he was, um, he was quite an exciting player hmm. and a skillful player. And it always amazes me how these skillful strollers become disciplinarians it's all right to manage the other blokes get them running around but when it was yourself and you're in your own playing career <laughs> you, you yeah. want to chase anyone too much <laughs> <laughs> it's true though isn't it um, you're right. we should um we, we're going we're going back a little bit because obviously we've, we've been off air for for some time um the, yes we didn't really mean to go back to 1967 and george <laughs> grant oh so yeah we'll fast forward a little bit um the pfa player and team of the year um eden Hazard's individual award uh, thoroughly well deserved I don't think you know the, the likes of Harry Kane could, could argue they could stake a claim but I think um, he has been the standout player in the Premiership this season um, and also very interesting I think the last two games has just dropped off a little um, proving the, rather proving the point that um, having to do it when the pressure isn't on is, um, is maybe not um, maybe not such an easy thing um, the team of the year included uh, 
Terry Cahill, Ivanovic, Matic, um, Eden himself, and uh, Diego Costa. Um, as Piliqueta and Fabregas were the two sort of kind of notable ones that I think missed out, um, but probably a little difficult to begrudge Ryan Bertrand his place because he's, he's been part of a, a very, very solid Southampton defence. Um, I did all these things sort of depend on exactly when the votes are cast and who's who's performed well in the in the, the preceding weeks, let alone over the whole season. But um, I think it just just the number of players that we have in the um, in the team itself proves how um, how dominant we've been this season. Um, FA Youth Cup final, possibly even further back. Um, back to back wins and three out of four seasons um, again. You know the dominant force in youth football. Um, we uh, we won the, the second leg at the um, at the bridge against Manchester City with goals from Izzy Brown and Tammy Abraham um, five two on ab- aggregate. Um, technically, you know, we've we've touched on this, and I no doubt we will again. Technically, just extraordinary, but I thought a little way from from Premier League standard. But you know, I'm, that's my non-expert opinion. Um, Charlie Colkett looks a player. Yes, he um, and again, I. I we we go back to physique. Um, he, he also looks like he could get blown away with a, the next breeze. Um, mm. Quite slight and but very small and tricky, but but just looks like he needs a fish upper or two for my money. Is, is size everything? Well, well, I mean, you, it's, you, it's you, well, you had your arms around Pat Nevin the other week. I mean, he's he's very mm. slight. Was he quite easy to get your arm around? I did, yeah, no, I was to say he's um, he's a small but wiry chap um, and very accommodating. We. We should um, we should point out that walking a few of us wandering into um, West Brompton Tube Station on the way to another watering hole, um, we bumped into Pat Nevin um, as one of our number bellow. Pat, um, he was obviously delighted to see us, as you can imagine. Um, but no, he was he was great. He was really accommodating. He stood and, and had a chat and did photos and all the rest of it, and listened to one of our number slightly drunk saying he stood. Boy, that was what? impressive to you at the time, wasn't it? But someone was able to stand, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, was saying, I think whether he was actually propping the rest of us up was uh, was another matter entirely. Can I just say that for a moment, when you did that big shout of like that, mm. well, you you definitely were channeling Mike Reed in his Frank, was Frank You were. It came across like that. I, I, I almost froze as I sat here. Uh, cool. God rest him. Not, yeah. not the most gifted actor, we have to say, but um, um, but yeah, no, he, he was he was Run John. Around. <laughs> Run around now. Um, I've lost my thread. Um, well, yes, you, were, you, were, you were doing a bit for the teenagers there, I think. Yes, indeed, indeed. But no, it was it was lovely to meet him, and he was um, he, he was a. a an absolute gent and um, and very accommodating to a bunch of drunken fools. So um, thank you very much, Pat Nevin. I'm sure he listens. Obviously, um, we um, where are we? We've got a little bit of time left. Um, we've got probably got one more one more podding shed in us before the um, before the end of the season. We have one more game to cover with the title celebrations and, and a general roundup. I think we should have a bit of a general roundup of the season and um, favourite moments, favourite players thoughts for next season and so on I'm, I'm endeavouring to get a couple of guests on uh, next week to talk yeah. about next time to talk about something else as well but I, I think will we also ought to have to a list of the most ludicrous transfer rumours and so on uh, as they are you know, affecting Ooh. Chelsea plenty of those about plenty of those about um, which 50 players we're buying next season and which of our players we're sending down the road mm. well, then, uh, just just as a an aside a little snippet of um, of news I saw today. David Lewis. Did you read this? No. No. He is, um, uh, frankly, rather bravely for a, a footballer in the, in the public eye, suggested that um, he, is, uh, he is saving himself for his bride. Oh. In, what, in what sense? As in, as in the... As in... The, 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 the blindingly obvious. He's, yes. he's, he's saving himself in the carnal sense. Yes, now, that seems like a lot of old bollocks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah. It has to be said, without wishing to lapse too far into the vernacular, as as a rather well-paid premiership footballer, I would imagine the amount of clunges I've thrown in him 
over the years is is quite excessive. So if he has <laughs> resisted to this point, I'd be almost fair play to him. I have to say that's um, that's a greater degree of self control than I could muster. But um, but anyway, that was just a, a little aside. Is he of a god bothering persuasion? I think he, he is possibly uh, is quite quite strongly Catholic. Is it Catholic? Is it mm. right? Well, the Brazilian, I guess, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? That's so, a very Catholic country, isn't it? Uh, probably a big, um, a big proponent of the rhythm method. Yeah. Um, it's and, <laughs> and and where is he going to get a decent? I'm not quite sure what the name of the band is. Type band in the middle of Paris because he's you know, um, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew it as the Irish joke, which was. Yeah. We'd better do the rhythm method, but where are we going to get a Cayley band at this time of night? Yeah, exactly. Obviously, yeah. for him, it's... And I can't remember what the appropriate Brazilian type of band Salsa, is. It? It'll come it? back to me sometime. Yeah. It's, all, it's all in the maracas, so to speak. Yes. Um, it, um, so, yes, we, we probably have one more potting shooter, so I will, I will, I will make the, the public service announcement to keep Nick happy. Um, if you like this sort of nonsense and your, your masochistic tendencies make you want to hear more of it, you can browse our extensive back catalogue at www.poddingshed.com. Um, if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, do get in touch via that website or via Twitter at, on, at the Podding Shed um, or via our own personal accounts. Um, apparently, if you download the podcast via, via iTunes, we'd be very chuffed if you gave us a good rating because that does nice technical things to do with charts and ratings that I don't fully understand. Um, any other business, gentlemen? Well, aside from you know, the, uh, I think it's brilliant that you know, as Mark said, that we're we're champions, and uh, I'm I'm interested. Uh, I, I've put my neck out again here. I think I'd rather play Villa in the Community Shield, I think, than Arsenal. Um, mm. uh, I just think that would be something of a nice change of a curtain uh, curtain raiser for well, you know, for football in general. Um, we haven't been there for a few years. Um, I'd like uh, I'd like us to. Perhaps think about the FA Cup next year. Kind of missing that one a little bit. That's, uh, yeah, no, I would well, like, I'd like a nice, um, nice little FA Cup win. Uh, that'd be fun. And that's one where we were genuinely getting close to some of the others in terms of the number of wins and number of uh, of, of times we won that trophy. Um, mm. I want to mention one of my favourite tweets from last night, which was uh, again we, we 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 do tend to dig out Arsenal, but I guess it's because they're they're our closest London rivals or whatever. Um, I can't remember where it was from, but it was along the lines of um, Arsenal fans. Um, still believe they can win it they've only got to win five from the last two amuse <laughs> 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 me how apt oh dear um it's um we should actually we should being a, an equal opportunities podcast we should mention the ladies as well um chelsea ladies are in the women's cup final which is on august 1st which i think is the day before the community shield um at wembley stadium um i think adults are something like a fiver and, and kids for three quid it's Chelsea. It's cheap. Go along and support them. I think that's um, that's a, a very fine opportunity. I should be taking young Miss Dyer for her first ever football game. Um, I suggest you should do roughly the same. Um, where, where is that then? Because I'm. Do you say August first? Because I'm. Yes. I, I exactly. don't go to. Um, I don't go for my three week to France until the eighth this year. Superbly um, dropped in their tone. Well done. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rami, I've got a long way to go for waiting <laughs> ages for the fucking holiday this time but um, the fact is I might be free um, yeah uh, well yeah so, so where is do you know where is it it's is a it? small stadium it's, it's small Wem- stadium Wembley. in it's North Wembley. West oh it's Wembley it's Wembley right. oh, okay. yeah oh that might yeah, be playing yeah. at Wembley I mean it's hardly you know Wembley Wembley Stadium good place to go to it's a fiver yeah. What do you ask for? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that sounds pretty good, actually. I think I might hmm. work. How can you go to France anyway, Tony, supporting the likes of Platini? You're just funding him. You're giving <laughs> him money into his pockets. <laughs> well, I was really more hoping that I'd, you know, I'd, you know, in the same way that, um, you know, everybody thinks if we live in London, we must know the Queen, especially if you're American or whatever. And I was rather hoping that, you know, by chance I might just, you know, bump into Carla Bruni when I was over there. You know, it's, there's got to be a chance of that, hasn't there? You know, so there's an ulterior motive there. Slim. She is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah. you never know, do you? Two chances of that. Fat chance, no chance. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. And Bob. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, I, so I've, I've lost my strand. I, there, there seems to be so much to cover tonight. I, I've got notes for about what, what were meant to be the last... Three potting sheds, and then I'm overwhelmed by it all. I'm just as well, you don't have to worry about recording as well if you can't keep up with I your energy. You know what? It would <laughs> yeah. be bloody terrible. Um, 
I think that probably covers it. Um, thanks, as always, to you chaps. Um, and we ought to say that we are really very, 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 very happy to have won the league. Yes. I mean, mm. you know, there was a time where we never thought we'd see the like, wasn't there? This you know, is, of course, true. You know, we should sort of break into some sort of raucous singing, but we're too I, old I, for I, that I, sort I, of I, carry yeah, on. I, I can't help but sit here and think that, um, you know, I was, I was one of the people who said, you know, stood up for Mourinho when he came back and said, you know, because there was, I seem to remember an undercurrent on this very fine show of ours of, you know, you, the doubts about somebody coming back for a second time. And I kept saying at the time, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs went back to Apple. And I'm still not convinced. He's, he's only done yeah. two seasons, Tom. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. I would, I would caveat this. We're not finished. I would caveat this. If you go back and listen, the point was, uh, no, nobody was ever doubting the fact that we would, you know, trophies are almost guaranteed for Marino. That was, that was a given. It comes to the spin dots a bit, yeah? No, no, no. What, what my concern was, and go, go back and listen. Go back and listen. <laughs> I would challenge you to go back and listen. My concern was, was that we, we forget, and, you know, this, is all, this all seems utterly immaterial now because we're on a high, we won the league, it's all looking good. Marvellous. We forget, A, how corrosive everything got in, in his last few months. Wasn't, it wasn't a nice atmosphere. It wasn't going well. We also had the benefit at the time. We had a huge amount of leaders on, on the team. You, know, you had Drogba, you had Terry, you had Lampard, you had Balak floating around, you had various others. You had a proper, and Czech as well, a proper core of people who basically, you know, we can quibble over how who ran the team after Mourinho left, but it had an awful lot to do with that that core of senior players. When Mourinho came back, they were starting to to wane a little, and they were starting to go their own separate ways. My big worry was that if if it went wrong this time, where were the, where were the leaders to, to drag us through? That was my biggest concern. Didn't have any any worry that we were going to win trophies. No question about that. My worry was what might happen if it does go wrong. And listen, second season, it's been absolutely brilliant. You know, I, I think it's completely waylaid all of our fears, you know, the, the style of the football, the quality of the football, it's been absolutely superb. You know, he's got to build a team from here. He's never, ever stayed anywhere for longer than three seasons. That's, that's the challenge. And I will be, it's going to be very interesting. Next season, I think, is, is quite intriguing. I will we'll ponder exactly where we think we're going to end up and what we, you know, who we're going to buy in the summer, who's going to go, what the competition's going to be like on the next, um, the next ep before we have our, um, our summer break. Um, but I think next season is very, very interesting indeed. That's my four, Penneth. Yes. Well, we've, covered, we've covered the next well, podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> go off on our holidays now. <laughs> it's all done. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but... Uh, thanks as always to you chaps um thanks to the listener um for bearing with us it, it's technical disasters are never good and it's, it's it was a bit gutting to lose an episode but shit happens and all that one of those things um we will just i've got a very 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 late item of news oh go on it's just come in um i've got uh, because we uh, my company maintains the it systems at uh, the emirates I've managed to um, elicit from someone the uh, the tune, the theme tune that they're going to be using next season um, at the Emirates. I'll just, I don't know if I can get this to play quickly enough, but... Uh <laughs> Let me just have a listen here. You love her, I know. But I won't let you go I just won't step out of the way Cause you're married to me And I won't say I'm hoping they're going to come up with a line Possession is mine Of the lost soul they say That is... The inestimable Gene Shepherd, country legend, singing "Possession 
is nine tenths of the law, <laughs> and that is what the Arsenal will be running out to next season. <coughs> Remember, you heard it here first, <coughs> there's, fans. There's a you heard it here first. Are they having a Are they having a bus parade for the for winning the possession? Trophy, you know. well, fourth place above Spurs, and they still yeah. got a cup final. You know, there's 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 a whole there's a whole lot of celebrating to be done we'll in North London. Raise a latte. Um, we obviously um, yes. we should not. Well, it's it's something that the, the listener won't know about. But obviously, we do have uh, we have the parade in uh, SW6 on Monday. So if you're around, go along, cheer yeah. cheer the chance. Um, I really think that's, um, that's as far bad. as as far as we can go. Um, we will be back in a fortnight to round the season off. Um, until then, keep the blue flag flying high and good night. Good, good night. night. Good night.